Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, Bit with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. we got Adam MacArthur coming on. He's doing some great things in the acting world. Yes. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He's also a voiceover um, star and all that. So he's done a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to talk to him a little bit about his story and about where he's yes, going and just see what happens. So Adam, welcome to the show. Yes, Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm super excited to be here. It's nice to, you know, get some human interaction during quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of quarantine and all that, mm -hmm. you know, we're in a tough time for entertainer, entertainment, oh, yes. whether you're an artist, an actor, it doesn't matter. You're in the same boat. boat. Mm -hmm. um, how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze? Yeah. I mean, if we're just talking strictly from um, work perspective, um, actually for me, thankfully, COVID has not had a huge impact. Um, I mean, initially last March when everything kind of shut down, I think there was a moment where everyone was, you know, we were all freaking out for a second, um, <laughs> trying to figure out what things were going to look like. Um, but the majority of the work that I do is in voiceover. So uh, thankfully I can do that from pretty much anywhere. Um, I have a, I have a studio here at my house. Um, so all the different jobs that I do, the animation projects, the, uh, promo projects, I'm, I'm the voice of Disney XD. So I'm the guy who tells you what's coming up next on Disney XD. Um, thank, thankfully all that stuff I've been able to do from basically a retrofitted closet into a studio here at my house. So, um, I feel very, very fortunate. I know, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I have friends and peers in the entertainment industry who work mostly um, on camera. It's been a completely different story for them. And then, yeah. of course, you yeah. know, everyone else who's had their jobs completely either obliterated or just, you know, put on hold until yeah. all this is, mm -hmm. has, has gone, you know, is complete. But, uh, yeah, thankfully, thankfully, I'm still able to do some work. Yeah, for us, we're kind of like in your boat. We mm -hmm. When we launched this show, we launched January of 2020. So a couple yes. months before January COVID 3rd. hit. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember when, you know, our original plan was to do 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do 100 interviews, mm -hmm. we would kind of build a great foundation for, yeah. the, for the first year of the show. Yeah. Um, then COVID happens. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, okay, the world is slowing down for us. Yeah. We need to take advantage of this. Totally. Because you know, because this 2020 will never happen again. At least we hope it won't anyway. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. You know, but Knock we'll on never, all the wood. Finger, yeah. all, fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll never have this opportunity for the timing of our show. So he's right. like, you know what? We're just going to go all out and give a platform for people to just chat and talk who normally mm -hmm. wouldn't have a place to talk. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, guys. That's all, That's incredible. <laughs> that's, you guys are, you guys are working hard. That's, that's amazing. You're our second interview today. And what's funny is yeah. you, you probably know who we had first. Um, we had one of the guys from the tag team of the nineties that who with the whoop, there it is song. Oh, yeah. cool. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Because you know, that's one of them songs that, that I don't it's care memorable. who you are, you heard it. And if you're, if you were around in the nineties. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's actually like making a comeback because they, they were just yep. on a big commercial right. for something. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah. <laughs> good for the good for those guys. I was a huge uh, Mighty Ducks fan growing up. So that song oh, was that song yeah. was on the soundtrack for Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Yep. yeah awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um at what age did you know you wanted to be in not necessarily know what you want to be an actor, but when did it click that you could actually be a career? Uh I mean that's sort of two different ages. I, I think I always wanted to be an actor. I always watched TV with the thought of, man, I want to do that. Um, I remember watching the first Home Alone and being, you know, thinking like, oh, I could be that guy. I could be that kid. <laughs> um, watching cartoons and all that kind of stuff, thinking to myself that that's, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, so my parents always say that I was asking for an agent like from really early on, like way too young to even know what an agent is. Somehow I knew what an agent was and was asking, oh, wow. was, was asking wow. for one. Um, but it really kind of clicked when I was probably a senior in high school um, or mm -hmm. around 16, 17 years old. Um, I got put, put, put in my first acting class and shortly thereafter had booked my first job and oh, wow. Um, wow. The, the momentum kind of picked up pretty quickly right from there. And um yeah, I, I like I said, I always wanted to do it. So as soon as I started booking booking work, it was sort of a confirmation of that. And then I ended up moving down to Los Angeles in 2003, um, and I've been down here working. Thankfully, acting has been my only job oh, wow. <laughs> ever down wow. here in Los Angeles. I haven't had to, uh, you know, supplement my income any other way. Which again. I have lots of friends who do. There is no shame in that. I always say there's no shame in doing what you have to do in order to do what you love to do. Yeah, that's uh, right. But I've been very, very blessed and very, uh, you know, very fortunate to to work pretty regularly since I've been in LA. Yeah, because I remember we had I forget who it was was one of our last actors that we had. She was telling us a stat that she recently read that was like of all the actors that are out there, only two percent at any given time are actually working. Yes. That doesn't, now that doesn't mean that they're making a living all of them. It just means they're working. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. And speaking of hard, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Brad Pitt, of an Angelina Jolie, and all the top stars. But they don't yeah. see the grind, the sacrifice, mm -hmm. the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within, within entertainment. Um, and I always want to talk about that side of it because I think it's one of the most important things to talk about because nobody talks about it. That's right. Um, and I'm going to tell a quick story, and I think you'll be able to relate to this story because although the story is with an artist, yeah, I, th I believe artists and actors are chasing the same type of dream. Totally. They go through the same struggles, the same sacrifices. Both sides are almost yeah. identical. So we, we interviewed a girl named Allison Steele back in 2014. And her, at that time, her and her daughter were full-time with music. And I remember asking Allison what advice she would give an up-and-coming artist. And I'll never forget <laughs> what she said. She said, if you can see yourself doing something else, then go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life has to change. She goes, everybody kind of owns a piece of your life from that point on. You you, you don't, you no longer really own your own life. Right. She goes, your friends and relatives, they invite you to weekends, to getaways, to holidays, to weddings and all that. But you have to keep saying no because, and they don't understand it because they have this nine to five. They get off in the evenings and weekends as an artist or an actor. You're 24 seven. 
when you're yeah. especially at the beginning of your career, you can't say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. You have to say no to everything and yes, only to one thing. And then your family has to sacrifice. She went on that. They have to kind of kick you out the door and share you with the world, <clears throat> so to speak. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, a lot of that. Uh, I do think it's also important to continue to do the things that you love to do. Yeah. Um, Especially in acting, because that helps you be better at what you do. It totally does. I had a, I had a manager really early on in my career, and it was like, you have to be all in. You can only be an actor. You shouldn't be going out on the weekends. You shouldn't be doing this. You oh, shouldn't wow. be doing that. Um, I've, I've also done martial arts my entire life and he told me to stop doing martial arts. And I listened, I listened. There was a brief oh, period man. of time where I listened. And a few years after that, I'm like, I just don't feel like myself anymore. I wasn't, I wasn't able to bring anything that made table. me feel like me to the table. Um, and so I got back at that and, you know, so I do think you do have to go all in. I do think you have to say no, but I also think that there is a fine line. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, yeah. you know, we, we hear these stories about like, Oh, this actor moved to LA and lived in his car and it was his last <laughs> dollar before he got a job. And we sort of like give these like praises to these people who have done that. And I'm not taking anything away from that. That definitely can mm -hmm. happen. And if, you are that dedicated to where you're living in a car and you're not eating for weeks at a time so that you can go on an audition and be where you, you know, where you can, yeah. um, yeah. That, that is a testament to your, uh, you know, perseverance and strength yeah. and focus to do what you want to do for me personally. I, I always have this thing where I like to sort of challenge the status quo or, or, or what you've always been told, you know, and I, I had this thought one time of like, why, what, you know, I get the saying being a starving artist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why do you have to be a starving artist? Why can't I be an artist and go out to dinner whenever I want or go to the movies if I feel like it? Why do I have, to, why does it have to be this, like this or that? Why can't it be all the things? And I, yeah. and, yeah. and, you know, I say that not from like an arrogant place yeah. of like, well, I'm different, <laughs> you know, it's more of like, it just seemed like such a limited way of thinking. Like people have their own journeys. Yeah. And like, why would I just accept that? Oh, people are like, Oh, are you a starving artist? Or, Oh, you know, yeah. They just would say these things. And a lot of times as actors, we just accept that. It's just, it just becomes what we're used to hearing. So we're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to go get a job doing whatever, you know, again, which is totally fine. Like I said earlier, there's no shame yeah. in doing mm -hmm. that. However, for me, I was like, I, I don't accept this. I do not accept being a starving artist. I will not be a starving artist. I will yeah. mm -hmm. figure out a way to do this and also whatever else I want, you know, yeah. whether it's take yeah. a vacation or anything like that. So, you know, uh, speaking to if that's like hindered my career in any kind of way, who's to say, but it also, <laughs> you know, I'm a much happier person. And it ultimately, yeah, ultimately I think that in the long run is how you, stay in LA and you continue to pursue a career in art. Uh, because if you don't, and you do go all in here, um, I mean, it's why the, the, like so few people stay and continue to, mm -hmm. yeah. to be yeah. here for long periods of time. I mean, pandemic hit and people that I thought would never leave LA yeah. left LA, you know, wow. 
it's it's hard when the when when it gets tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, and I get what you're saying, and, and I think when she talked about all in, it's got to be, you know, you can't like do, at least in what I'm what I'm getting from this, is you you can't be trying to go at the top of the career as an actor and the top of your career as a real estate agent. That's just not going to work. Yes. Unless, unless you have that kind of pedigree. I do believe, see, I do believe some people can do that. I do believe some people are made for that. What I think it means to not, to, to go all in is when you are doing whatever it is, you're fully committed. Now, I don't mean, I don't think that means not doing anything else. That's how we normally interpret that. I just think it means if you get an audition, then that's your priority for the day. You know, you have to, you have to focus and give 100% to that project. Um, And I think a lot of times, if you are trying to go be a real estate agent and try to be an actor, your focus is split. And, you know, the the other sayings of like, you know, you can't serve two masters and all that stuff is true. It's all true. It just depends. what, And it also depends on the career because you couldn't be a top doctor and do it. Correct. You know, because you know, like yeah. we had a girl yeah. and it was an artist here in locally yes. and she's an up and coming country artist and she's all, she's going to medical school. And I yes. asked her, does she I fear so. the day that she has to make that decision? And she said, I fear it every day. Cause she said, she goes, there's no way that I can be a top doctor and a top artist. She goes, that's impossible. Totally. You know, because again, it's, it's a whole now. Granted, real estate agent might have been a bad choice because again, uh, you 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 yeah. sometimes you being a top actor can actually enhance you being a real estate agent. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But but with a top doctor, I think that yeah. you know Definitely where there's so much dedication into each, it, it's it, that's a really tough. I mean, I guess maybe somebody probably could one day do it. But I think I'm honest, though. <laughs> I think that would be pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> I think full time med school is something you probably want to concentrate on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she did say that she does fear that day because she's starting to grow as a country artist and she so she sees that, you know, this could switch to that. And, and but she but but like she said, she's ready to make that decision if that happens. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Cause I, I think that's the important part is you can you can um do two things out there. But you got to know that there's going to be a day if one takes off. Right. You can't be at the, I don't care what industry it is, really, you mm-hmm. can't be at the top of two at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's very you can true. do both. You can do be top artist maybe for a few years and then now you go to med school and all of that. Right. You know? But you're not going to be able to do two things at the, at the top levels at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah I would agree with that. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> So now that we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side, let's go the other way and talk about the glory side. Um, when you look back on your career so far, and I know you've been really blessed, as you've said, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, man, so many. I mean, tr- truthfully, this sounds very cheesy, but I'm I'm like that with every job that I get, whether it's the lead on a series or it's a, a small regional radio commercial or, you know, something like that. I, I think, man, it's tough. It's tough. Like we said, there are so many people who want to do this. There are so many people actively pursuing it that anytime I get an opportunity to get paid to do the thing that I love to do, I can, I truly count it as a blessing. Yeah. Um, some, some highlights I would say are, uh, one of, one of the first, like bigger voiceover projects that I worked on um, 
I auditioned for this thing. It had a code name, so I didn't really know what it was. And my agent called me and they were like, Hey, you booked, you booked the show that you auditioned for. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I was so sort of new at the time. I didn't think to ask like, what show is it? <laughs> so I was like, you know, I know the character. It sounds, this is going to be fun. So I went to the studio. I'm sitting in the waiting room. I always tell this story because it is it's pretty cool. So I'm sitting in the waiting room. And this production assistant walks out and hands me a piece of paper. And they're like, oh, hey, Adam, so great to have you. Like, we're really excited for this. Uh, just take a seat here. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back soon. Just relax. I'm like, okay. Not, not relaxed at all, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, they always tell you to relax because they know right. that you're not relaxed. <laughs> uh, so I take a look at this paper. And uh, it says, Dear Mr. MacArthur, on behalf of George Lucas, we'd like to welcome you to the Star Wars universe. Oh, and wow. it turned out that the show that I was working on was Star Wars Clone Wars on Cartoon Network. And uh, that was definitely a highlight. I mean, a lifelong fan of Star Wars and just, you know, TV and movies in general. It was mm. it was really cool to uh, become a part of the Star Wars universe. I voiced a character named Prince Lee Char in the first three episodes of season four of Star Wars Clone Wars, which was also... Uh, it took place on Moncala, which is like an underwater world. It was one of the first times we've seen an underwater world in the Star Wars universe. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. An animated and stuff. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. And then uh, another really amazing moment was I, in 2013, I got to, this is sort of like two amazing things in one because they kind of bled into each other. In 2013, for the second time, I got to host a documentary um, about the Shaolin monks in China. So I got to actually go yeah. to China oh, wow. and, and live at the Shaolin temple and uh, spend some time traveling around the world with the Shaolin monks, the warrior monks who go and perform to spread Chinese culture. So that was, it was pretty cool. I got to go to Moscow, Russia and tour the Kremlin, which was a wild experience. Uh, I mean, definitely once in a lifetime. Uh, wow. You know, I don't know many people who have toured the Kremlin. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was a, a wild experience. And then sort of right before I had gone on that, uh, trip, uh, to host that show, I had been going in to callbacks at Disney for a few different leads on a few different animated series. And I just had a feeling like, man, I feel like they're trying to find something for me. It's not a feeling I had ever had before. It was just yeah. mm -hmm. like, I was going in for lots of shows that were about to be, green lit all at the same time. Oh, wow. And I just had this feeling. And so, um, on this documentary, I traveled to, uh, China. I traveled to Russia. I traveled to, um, New York. I traveled to Boston. And then the culmination of the documentary happened in LA. The last day of shooting in LA, I had just wrapped the documentary and I went to, they had put me up in a hotel room in downtown Los Angeles. And I was back in my room. I was about to go get some food with the production company, uh, the director and the the DP and everything. And my phone rang and I saw my agent, my agency pop up on the caller ID. And I said to myself, oh my God, this is it. I just oh, yeah. had this feeling. I said, this is it. I'm going to book this show. And I was too nervous to pick it up. So I let it go to voicemail. <laughs> I let it go to voicemail. And, uh, as soon as the voicemail hit, I checked it and it was the, I got the call that I booked, uh, the Disney show star versus the forces of evil, which I worked on from 2013 oh, wow. all the way to 2019. Wow. Um, and I have since upgraded my phone many, many times, but actually, <laughs> let me see, 
Let me see. I might, I might even have it. I might even have it right here. Uh, but yep. But this old iPhone right here, you might recognize this old model. I don't even know. This might be an iPhone four or something like that. Wow. This has the voicemail from my agent, Pat Brady at CESD wow. uh, with the call that uh, I booked Star versus the Forces of Evil. And that that led to some more really just kind of once in a lifetime experiences and uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing time on the, on that show. So. So what's been an embarrassing moment for you on a call or an audition? Embarrassing? Hmm. I mean, look, it's pretty hard to embarrass me. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm, a, I'm a pretty go with the flow kind of guy. Um, yes, he is. Yeah. What's been embarrassing? I don't, I'm not, we might have to come back to that one. I might have to think about that one while we chat about something else. So you don't just, so we don't spend time just watching me think. <laughs> something something will come to me like a light bulb come on yeah i don't know that i mean yeah i don't know i don't know if i have an embarrassing story yet oh, who right. knows there's always tomorrow right <laughs> now tomorrow's gonna happen right you're exactly. gonna be on somewhere and it's gonna Ex happen exactly hey hey it hasn't happened during uh during uh any zoom podcasts or anything like that i haven't okay. st stood up and had no pants on or anything like that yet so <laughs> But you never know. You never know. <laughs> you know, you hear the stories where that happens. Dude, and then it happens like, quite and a then bit. It ruins their career and you're like, yeah. you're like, you at least need to be smart about it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> so what would you say is one of your hardest roles that you've played and why? Um, Let's see. There've been a couple. There've been a couple that have provided challenges for different reasons um i'm currently voicing i'm currently voicing the main character on an anime a shonen anime called jujutsu kaisen oh, well. mm -hmm. and uh it's a very very popular show coming out of japan very popular there um there's a lot of hype around it it's on like the list of like most anticipated animes oh, wow. of 2020 oh, and 2021 wow. um so it's been it's been interesting i've done a lot of dubbing um in my career but this is interesting uh, it's my first time voicing anime, but it's been a challenge, a very fun challenge, um, learning how the pro different processes work for different production companies, directors, mm -hmm. writers, um, things like that. I would say that I'm currently in uh, a very fun challenge. Um, yeah. The character himself, his name's Yuji Itadori. He's a very funny guy. Um, he's a super nice, kind-hearted kid. Um, naturally gifted physically. Um, he, he anime is awesome in that everything is boiled down to like a very simple motivation. And his motivation motivation is he just wants to be kind and he wants to help oh, people. Wow. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, but then you know, of course, crazy stuff happens. He swallows a cursed finger. This like uh, legendary curse inhabits his body, <laughs> and like you know, then it's, there's this whole like supernatural side to it as well. So the range and what's required in anime acting is really actually quite uh huge um one second you're doing very stylized comedic uh lines and the next minute you're screaming your head off as you're you know punching someone <laughs> or something like that so, it's, yeah, so, so it's, it's been a very fun challenge and then of course on top of that just on the production side of it you know uh it's uh, i've done quite a few projects during covid um but something that requires such focus and uh, acting chops from a small booth at a home 
studio when you can't see a voice director or you can't, you know, get direct feedback, uh, even if you're not hearing it. A lot of times when you're in the booth, um, for people who don't know, when you're in a uh, recording booth, um, there's a there's a glass that you can see through, and usually the voice director's on the other side with the engineer and whoever else, sometimes a writer. And uh, for this, you're just looking at a computer screen of your character. So there's no, like, oh, wow. you know, there's no, uh, what do you call it? Um, nonverbal communication. There's no nonverbal communication. Normally, if I'm seeing, like, a head nod or I'm seeing them thinking, I'm like, okay, cool. They're thinking, what what's a different uh, read on that line that I can throw out. Yeah. But this, you kind of yeah. just hope for the best and <laughs> hope, hopefully the director can articulate what they want and everyone's sort of operating on all cylinders. Otherwise, you know, it's just, it's just tough. It's, it's more difficult. Yeah. So what would you say is your favorite role that you've played? That it just came naturally. Yeah. Again, I mean, every role, that I get to work on just because I, again, I come at it with such a, from such a grateful place. Every role is yeah. my favorite. Yeah. However, however, one is always a favorite, right? <laughs> however, I absolutely loved my time on star versus the forces of evil. Um, again, it was on the Disney channel, Disney XD and Disney channel. Um, the creator of the show, her name's Darren Nefsey was just incredible. She was such a great leader for the show. Um, she did such cool things for the crew, the cast. Um, the show itself was cool. It was really well received by the fans, the character, Marco Diaz. Uh, we have so much in common that it was just super fun to play. It was like reliving my uh, junior high and high school years with just some of the storylines and things that he encountered and stuff like that. But yeah, it was truly, that show was truly a unicorn experience in, in all senses of the word from uh, the character to the story, to my peers and castmates, uh, to the crew. I, I was exceptional cool. on all fronts. Yeah. So tell us about your first either audition or first callback. What was going through your head? Who we're talking, gosh, we're talking, uh, like 20, 22 years ago, my first uh -huh. audition. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, my first audition was like, I, I don't think I knew enough about what was at stake to know that I should be nervous at that That's time. That's better, right? Yeah. Ignorance was totally bliss. Let me tell you, ignorance was totally bliss. The first audition I ever had was for um, a radio commercial for Macy's. And uh, my acting teacher at the time, I didn't even have an agent, but my acting teacher at the time was like, hey, they need teen boy voices for these commercials. Oh, wow. And uh, I auditioned and I ended up booking what ended up being oh, like wow. 30 something commercials uh, <laughs> over the course of a couple of summers. Most of them were like back to school promos and commercials. Um, yeah. So that was like the very first thing. Um, and then I would say, I would say one that made me nervous was I auditioned. So I grew up in Northern California, just East of San Francisco. And so a lot of my early, a lot of my early auditions took place in the Bay area. It's a different market than LA, a little bit smaller, yeah. um, mostly non-union stuff, uh, some union, uh, voiceover stuff and a lot of indie movies were shot up there at that time. Um, so I auditioned for this indie movie where I was playing the younger teen version of the lead. Um, and at that time, like, uh, Craig Sheffer, who was, uh, he was in, 
gosh, A River Runs Through It, I think is the name. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I remember that movie. Yeah. He's, been, he's like, he's one of these character actors that have been in a ton of stuff. I wish I had a, a yeah. more current reference for something that he's been <laughs> in. Because he's been, he's been all over the place. He I was. I remember that title. Yeah, I want to say he was like, he was the dad on some CW show or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but like famous people for a kid who grew up in the Bay Area and dreamed of acting. Um the, uh, I wish I knew his last name, but the, the guy who always, um, this is so bad that I don't remember their names, but again, Hey, it's been 22 years. Um, there's a guy named chip who was always on whose line is it anyway? Like originally, um, he was also, uh, in this film and I got a callback and it was a pretty big deal. It was like three callbacks. And I remember the casting director was there and, uh, yeah, it was it was just a a nerve wracking experience, but I ended up booking that that indie movie and uh, oh. yeah, Water Under the Bridge is that is what that one was called. Apparently, Craig Sheffer only uh, does movies that have some kind of water in the title. <laughs> well, when you find your niche, run. Right? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> now, as you know, a lot of people they see the actors and artists and all that, but they don't see the teams behind them. And I always want to, you know, I, to me, I don't think the teams get enough love. So I always want to make sure they get enough love on our show. So if you want to take a few minutes just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, totally. Um, I would say, gosh, I mean, I have, there's, there's a lot of people and I would not, I wouldn't just include like my agent and my publicist as a part of my team. I would include my family, my friends, my support exactly. system. Um, so, you know, shout out to all those guys. Um, but I would say my career really took a turn when I got with CESD. That's my voiceover agency. Um, Kathy Lizio and Pat Brady there are my animation agents. They're fantastic. Uh, Samit Iyengar, uh, Bo Berdal, um, Vinny Biuno. These are all people who have, have, you know, put their neck out for me and provided yeah. me opportunities and, uh, once I've gotten these opportunities, they've helped, you know, have my back and contract negotiations and done all the things that are a, a little more businessy and a little less fun for me. Um, yeah, these people are all, all, all fantastic. And then I've got, uh, an amazing publicist, um, Jessica Katz at Katz PR, yeah, they're um, awesome. Lainey, who's her like right-hand woman is my favorite. She's incredible. Um, yeah, they're both just, they're they're both girl bosses and I love that. Yeah. They're hustlers and uh, they, yeah, they, they handle business and they make a lot of things easy for me and uh, provide me a lot of opportunities like coming on amazing shows like this. Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, yeah, they, it's, you know, as an actor, you forget that uh, there is a business side to this as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of actors like, I just want to focus on my auditions and my art and my career and all that stuff, you gotta which, know is, everything. which is important. Yeah. But there is a whole other side of it. Um, <clears throat> that is definitely equally as important as, you know, booking work. So I'm grateful for all these people. Most definitely. And you know what? And we've got a third co-host ourselves. you know, our little team member or nine year old that we have come on and ask the questions. I think. Sandy oh, awesome. Real quick. Sandy had to go back there because our 23 month old daughter started crying. I guess she woke up from her nap. <laughs> so, I gotcha. That's amazing. Bring her but on. Yeah, but yeah, we're a family affair show. And you know what? You know, when we first started the show, that was the whole idea. Bring the family together. And I get, you know, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make sure he's coming real quick here. Okay. Do, 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 do. 
Susan, I see your comments. Thank you. I'm here, Dad. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, I passed him up. Come in here, little Chris. Okay. Usually he's like right here, and I walk right by him and didn't even see him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so we should say my quest. Take the same question. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yo, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, good. So, what's your favorite food? Ooh, my favorite food. Hmm. Do you want like a specific food or do you want like a type of food? Mm, either one. <laughs> either one. Okay. Let's say Chinese food is my favorite food. And if I had to pick one thing, well, pick something not in the Chinese genre. I'm going to go with pizza. Uh -huh. And what's yours though, Chris? Pizza. Nice. Guess we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he. If we fed him pizza all day long, he'd eat it all day long. Hey, there is nothing wrong with that. If it's good <laughs> enough for the Ninja Turtles, it's good enough for me, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> what kind of pizza do you like? Mm, uh, pepperoni and sausage. Nice. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Hmm. Uh, never oh. tried that. Never tried it. Ham and pineapple. I highly recommend it. If anyone watching this is offended that I like pineapple on my pizza, don't at me. <laughs> so what's your favorite tv show Ooh, my favorite tv show i really like this cartoon called my hero academia it's an anime and it is fantastic it's about a superhero school um where the students are trying to trying to uh learn their power so that they can grow up to be superheroes it's a lot of fun i highly recommend it and what's yours mine is spongebob Nice. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he also likes the Nickelodeon side hustle. Oh, cool. Nice. So it's been pretty cool that we watch a show that he really likes. So we reach out to their people and get them on the show. That's we've awesome. Had, we've had a couple people. We've had um, five different people from shows he likes on the show. That's awesome. Have you, is it, who's your favorite so far that you've met? Hmm. Boy, uh, all of them. All of them? Nice. Good answer. He's like, I'm going to use a PC uh, moment right here. Good answer. That is That's awesome. Good answer. Yep. But yeah, he like, yeah, he, you know, it's funny because there, there's been a few times of where he's not um, been able to get on because they had to leave early. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I didn't get to ask my question. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got to ask your questions today. Did you have any other questions? Uh, that's it. Awesome. Awesome. You did great. Yes, yes I you did. did great. <laughs> Not modest either, is he? <laughs> I love it. And, 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 you know, we got a 23-month-old daughter. We'll be plugging her in the show because, you know, it's funny. Sandy and I have been growing this show, and the show keeps growing. And we have no idea. Maybe the connections will be for him or her. We don't, you know, doubt Yeah, her. you never know. I always say planting. you can't go wrong planting seeds. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Bye, thanks. See you, buddy. <laughs> See you. But yeah, he enjoys that. You know that he gets nervous sometimes, and and today kind of got messed up because um, we all of a sudden heard um, the little one crying. I was like, Sandy's like, "What do I do?" And I was like, "Go." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, she'll take care of herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but and then I was like, okay, I, it was so quick in there because usually she'll log on to the thing and listen when she can't be on the show. Gotcha. So she can know when to tell little Chris to come in. I'm like, this just happened. So I'm like, oh, I, I'm guessing that she probably ain't able to tell little Chris about this. I was like, I better go get him. <laughs> That's funny. He was ready. It seemed like he was ready to go. <clears throat> so what's been some crazy moments that you've had um, um, on when you're on camera? Gosh. Um, <laughs> I would say the, the craziest thing I've ever had happen on camera was I, this has been a few years ago now. Um, I auditioned for a dentine ice commercial. Oh, wow. Uh, and they wanted a guy, just an every man kind of guy. Uh, which at the time was what I was, what I was booking. Um, and the, the concept of this show was I would sit down on a couch in between a really beautiful blonde girl and a really beautiful brunette girl. And I would offer one of them the kind of dinty nice that like the packets fold out and then dinty nice soft shoe. And then the other one I would offer the dinty nice, whatever it's called, the packets that you pop out that have the little like chiclet kind of gums. And, uh, Dentine was really bold at the time, I guess, because after I offered this one gum and this one gum, they were like, go to dentine.com to find out what happens next. And if <laughs> you went and if you went to dentine.com or dentineice.com or whatever it was, after I offered this one a piece of gum, she leaned in and kissed me. And then after I offered this one a piece of gum, she leaned in and kissed me. <laughs> but the audition for this thing was crazy. And I mean, I was probably in my early twenties at the time I went to this audition and they're like, you know what? We really like you. Do you mind staying a couple of rounds? And I was like, no, I'll stay a couple of rounds. <laughs> they had, they just, they had me in this room and they rotated people in and we had just kept having to kiss each other. The best kisses, right? Yeah. It was crazy. I couldn't, I, I honestly, I mean, I couldn't believe, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is, this does not feel right, but I'm like, this is the job. I mean, in a way, it's just nothing. I, I don't, I had never experienced anything like that since. I've never, and that was a total one-off. And it was, I, I mean, that was truly the craziest. To this day, I still can't believe. Of course, everyone, you know, everyone's like, you're so lucky that that happened. And I'm like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of gross too. I mean, I don't want to just like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're like you're not going on the Bachelor for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, I, pro I, they probably had me kiss like 30, 40 people in an audition, I've been just like the Bachelor. Like crazy. I know you're right. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> that, was, that was probably the craziest one. <laughs> I love that. So, if you could co-star with any actress or actor, who would it be, and what kind of role would you want to play? Ooh, that's a great one. Um, if we're talking about on camera, um, hmm, Jim Carrey. I would love to be in anything with Jim Carrey. That's sort of like my That'd be funny, right? Yeah, that's sort. He's sort of like my forever. I would love to work with you. Um, Stephen Yoon is really amazing. Um, phenomenal actor. Um. Yeah, anything kind of superhero-ish, Marvel. I would love to work with Tom Holland. I think he just oh, seems wow. like such a sweet kid. Uh, I mean, he's not a kid. He's in his early 20s, but he just <laughs> seems like such a sweet guy, funny and fun. 
Um, Remember, you were 20 once. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't Spider Man. Although I was in a commercial where I had the same powers as Spider Man. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jim Carrey, Stephen Yeun, and Tom Holland. Those are my three. And let's put them all in the same movie. <laughs> that would be. I mean, everyone else would go watch that. <laughs> I, I, I would be happy with that. Residuals would probably look pretty good for me on that. <laughs> yeah, you'd be set for life over that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in a, in a few days, it'll be the six-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she want to be in five years. And I always oh. like to tell this story because the answer she gave us almost six years ago is almost at a T of what she's living now. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Oh, man. Um, I would love to be um, – I would love to be on a show or two uh, voiceover-wise. I would love to continue to, to do that. Um, I would love to continue to be – uh, connecting with fans. I love connecting with fans. Um, usually it's easier when we're not in a pandemic, <laughs> uh, connecting with people, um, being a part. I think my favorite thing about voiceover is in these animated series, you're a part of people's childhoods. Um, and it's usually something they look back fondly on. Um, I really like that a lot. Um, so I would love to continue to be able to do that. Um, I would love to be, um, producing my own, Indie films. I've got a, a few friends. Uh, we shoot stuff and write stuff. I would love for us to be um, continuing to create and, uh, you know, have some movies. Maybe that show up in a theater or two. That I think that'd be, be a lot really of fun. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> that would be awesome. Now, let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that you are a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. Yeah, um, to, to that level. Um, if the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind him? Keep helping people. Yeah, keep helping people. Uh, make sure that, uh, you know, money always comes and goes. Money is easy come, easy go. Fame and celebrity and all that stuff is fleeting. And it's, uh, it's, it's not real. You know, it's uh, temporary. So the thing that's most important is making an impact on people and, and being a good person and, and continuing to give. So love yeah. that. Um, so let's say you had a friend of yours and you saw him or her act and they've been in a couple commercials. They've done maybe one or two lines in a show. So they're still getting their feet wet, but yeah. they, they know that they're in the right place. They come to you and they say, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. What advice would you give that actor or friend to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Just keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, people ask me this all the time. What's like, what is the, what's your one piece of advice? And it really is perseverance. You have to be like in martial arts, my, my, my Sifu, which means it's like sensei, my teacher, my Kung Fu teacher, um, always used to say, you have to be willing to taste the bitter. Mm. And, uh, it's very true. You have to be willing to be comfortable when things are uncomfortable. So just persevere. So if this, you know, my advice to this person would be just continue studying, continue to improve. And uh, yeah, stick around, stick around. 
At some point, if you're there long enough, someone will notice you and you'll have your opportunity. That's what you I know, I, I love that advice because I, I always I've heard this um, story, this fairy tale story. And, and it kind of goes along with sticking around uh, that there's these two guys in the woods and a bear pops up and one of them drops to the ground and putting his shoes on. And the other guy says, what are you putting your shoes on? We, you can't outrun that bear because I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's true. It's true. And, and as bad as it sounds, in the acting world or artist world, that that's pretty much from what we have seen is it's the people that outlast. I mean, like look at someone like Luke Combs and a country artist. I mean, all of a sudden it looks like he just exploded, but he spent 10 years, 15 years, however long it was doing his thing over and over and over and over and over yeah. until all of a sudden it just took off. Yeah. They always say it's uh it takes 10 or 15 years to become an overnight success. Right. <laughs> you that, hear that all, all that the time. Like, they call Nashville the 10-year city a lot. That's but that's the weed people up because you move there, you think you're oh, it won't ha I won't need 10 years. You go there. After three years, you realize nope, not gonna work. And, and and I think that's what the pandemic's doing too. I think um as much as we don't want this to happen to people, I think the pandemic is really making the gut check on artists and actors do i really want this right right and now now they can you know they've always wanted it always want it always want it but it was it a dream just a dream or was it really a passion of theirs and now they can finally know do they really want it totally that's what that's sort of what i mean by uncomfortable it's a very uncomfortable time for everybody so you know if you if you can find some comfort in this time that's uncomfortable then you know, maybe it is, maybe it is for you, you know? And even for I really like, show. I really like, by the way, how uh, people's comments pop up. Yeah. That's really yeah, awesome. Well, I pop up. It's funny. I can't really see what they say. So I hope that they're not saying something really bad. Cause I, but oh, they I, are. I, They've I, all been saying oh, crazy no, I, things I about you. They pop up. <laughs> and here's our little one as we end it, start to end the show here. Yes. This is Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Three months old. He'll be. Two at the end of this month. Oh my goodness! Happy early birthday! Hi. Hi. Hi, Kaylin. She's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. precious. <laughs> oh, but yeah, again, you know, we try to be a family show. We do. You know, and just like we got a lot of young actresses and artists comes yes. on, the females, and and you know, you watch a lot of these podcasts, and some of them kind of cross the line with what they say to the bit. young females. And we've always said, you know what? We're going to be the safe place for the young generation. That's great. Yeah, Because, you know, I, I mean, we this. got her to think about. So, you know, we, do. we don't want, Christopher. You know, and so we don't want to be the show that where people come on, oh, no, you don't want to go on that show because who knows what they're going to say. No, we're going to say the right things so that we can be respected out there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, you, got, you guys are killing it. Well, we appreciate it. <laughs> okay. And um, so as we end this here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Awesome. Yeah, you can find me on um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok even. <laughs> um, my my uh, at is at NinjaMac, N-I-N-J-A-M-A-C, N-I-N-J-A-M-A-C. And, you know, we really definitely enjoyed having you on the show we today. Did. We look forward Thank to having you guys. back down the road. Yeah. Appreciate you so much. I appreciate you having me. It was really great chatting with you guys. Are you in Nashville? Is that what you said? We're Not in Savannah. Yet. We but we're going to move we're there. Oh, in Savannah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 